most of the Democratic candidates for president recently appeared at the California Democratic Convention. Some of their positions might actually surprise you. Other positions might actually scare you. We're breaking down the audio in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. Live from Backhouse Media Studios. We'll do it live. Yeah, another episode. This is episode 50. That's Can big time. That? 50. Five zero. That's kind of cool. Remember we started this thing just like as a hobby? True, true. And then it turned into something. 50 episodes later. Pretty awesome. Number huh. one in the state. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. In a category in of, of one. one. <laughs> uh, you know, but to that, people talk about how oppressive our country is, mm-hmm. but we're able to have this kind of show in one of the most liberal states in the, in the country. It's true. And nobody is really trying to kill us or persecute us or we're allowed to have a dissenting opinion. Luckily... The Constitution still stands. Barely. Ba- right. I'm actually waiting for the day that like iTunes drops us or something. I know. <laughs> you know? No, no. I mean, right. Uh, it would be a badge of honor. It doesn't. Right? I don't think it's crazy to say it's a, a huge hop, skip, and a jump from the stuff that Facebook just did mm-hmm. with some of those people's pages. And same with Google and YouTube. Same company. Right. Right. They, they just kind of randomly ban stuff. Shadow right. ban. Right. Um, Twitter, Tw- <laughs> you know, Twitter just did a bunch of banning. Oh, that's right. pretty obvious about it. James Woods got caught, caught. He hasn't. Yeah, he's he's done. Yeah, totally. It, coming off the heels of that whole big thing Jack Dorsey did on Joe Rogan's podcast, what an idiot, where him and his legal counsel and Tim Pool hung them all out to dry, and totally. he he just has this. No, we're not. There's nothing like that going on. I can see how you would interpret it that way, yeah. but and they legit just. Ban and block. It's kind of a scary time when that is, we have to figure out if these platforms are publishers right, or platforms. Right. Because if they're pl- publishers, they can edit content. Do whatever they want. And, and uh, yep. moderate it. That's right. But then they're subjected to those laws. Yeah. They don't, you don't get to be both. Right. And if you're just a, argument, right. Because if you're a publisher, you have liability. They don't want any liability, they want liability. Yeah. but they want editability. And if you're just a platform, a medium, then you don't have liability. That's how Yelp operates. That's why Yelp can't get sued for people that slander or libel. They have a hands-thrown-up approach of, we didn't post that. We are just a platform. Yeah. We're, a, we're a piece of software. We're not liable for the comments that other people leave. Mm-hmm. And that is how that is the cover that Facebook and Twitter and all these social sites operate under. That we are just a platform. But as soon as they start editing That's and moderating, mm-hmm. they're now a publisher of content and they can be liable just like a newspaper can be. It's so, interesting. I, it's it's interesting road we're going down. It's a very interesting road. Let me get your uh, comments on Nadler rejecting the DOJ demand to delay uh, Attorney General Barr's contempt vote because the Dems 
want those documents from the Mueller report. This whole thing has become such a circus, like an embarrassing circus. It's hard for me to see how it's not incredibly embarrassing, but obviously if you live in the echo chamber of the far left media, it's going to seem normal, I guess, to you. And Even with the system completely rigged, I think this is the frustrating part. As a Democrat, you completely rigged an election mm-hmm. and still lost. Yeah, because the candidate you had was disastrous, but sure. But you lost, but you lost, but you lost right? Lost. Yeah. And then you completely rigged an entire setup on the president. Right. And lost. Right. And now somebody else confirmed that there's nothing in there, yeah. and you lost again. You're pretty ticked at this point. I could see why you feel like an animal backed into a corner and you just want to lash out. Adam Schiff looks like an animal backed into the corner. Oh, that guy. What a weasel Dude, that your, guy he's is. He's your representative. Dude. <laughs> wah, wah. I, I, he's been there for forever. Right, right. I remember uh, when I was when we were kids, uh, student council oh, man. at school when I was in Burbank, when I was in grade school, he came and like gave some speech for our student council swearing or whatever right really moved you guys i'm sure yeah <laughs> it was like you didn't know at the time he was a gigantic you know <laughs> d-wad <but laughs> you knew you always knew that's why you voted for him i yeah. wasn't i, I know you i had like, a, a lustrous asb student council career but Did you really? i didn't know that's awesome. i wasn't into politics back then like i am now but that's yeah, awesome. it was a weasel even back then dude it's just a show it's all a big show. Nancy Pelosi is going to walk us to the edge and produce nothing. That's that's. It's just a she way to fundraise. Right. She doesn't want to. I don't think she. No, does, she doesn't want to no pull the trigger for on, it. The, yeah. on the. Yeah. Um, that's why they want the um, the tax returns. They want to try to find something, yeah. anything that could to run hang on. their hand. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Uh, it's just a show. Although the judge just dropped that, right? He said, no, 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 you, you can't use me and the, it was a Trump appointee. <laughs> and he said, you can't use me and the courts to do the business that needs to be done in Congress. And right. Th- th- don't, don't try and go and use the courts to get the stuff that you want. They want to, they want to try to get legislation passed from the bench. Right. Always. One more item for you, John, because you mentioned it earlier. Uh-oh. Uh, because it's LGBT month. Your month. Okay. Uh, three guys in Boston want a permit for a straight pride I parade. I saw that. Uh, there's, there's no way that happens. Why, in Boston? Why not? It's oh, their no, whoa, whoa, whoa. right to do it, so. It should, to assemble. it should happen. But I'm just of the mindset in cities like that and across this nation, especially in major metropolitan areas, the chances of permits and stuff being given for those sorts of things get conveniently explained away and denied for other reasons, but that does not happen. We allow your permit at 3 in the morning in the exactly. worst part of town. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 3 to 5 a.m. There you go. March all you want. Always somebody trying to push the envelope. <laughs> but that's great. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, don't, I never got from a logic standpoint of... How you can deny it. I agree. Right? I mean, but I agree. You're just showing obvious favoritism or agenda. Totally. Um, and, and why is it offensive? Like, you can... Why is it offensive one way but not the other way? Right. Why is it any more offensive? Because there's going to be a group, obviously. There's a group that totally disagrees with having a, a, a straight parade. Just like there's a group that totally disagrees with having a gay pride parade. Right. 
the difference being they're all going to have people that disagree with them right it, it, welcome you, and you start picking America. and choosing who gets to have a some kind of event you set yourself yeah. up for failure like the Boston thing makes it a, kind of a funny spin, though. It'd be one thing if it was like Dallas. Like, well, okay, yeah. Right. I, I mean, you should go go big and go for San Francisco. I mean, if you're going to go big, go for San right Francisco. in the Castro. Have yeah. your event in oh, the Castro. Oh man, brutal. <laughs> swoosh me. You've been swooshed. So we've got our. What did you need? Yeah, no, I was. You 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 kind of did some. You were our digital boots on the ground oh, at the recent Lord. California Dem convention. I just right? want to you let the, everybody know that I took a bullet for y'all. You went down the the, the you took a trip down the super highway of the internet the old, and attended. The old devil went to Georgia a bit here. Um, uh, I've listened to many many hours of just. I'm sorry, man. Gobbledygook. Awfulness. You did take one, for and the team I've on this one. C- created a clip show for y'all, so you can hear what has <laughs> happened at the Democrat California Convention, which just happened uh, uh, the first weekend of June. So I, I don't know when we're going to play this episode, but it's a special episode, so it's a clip-heavy show. And uh, and you know who didn't show up? That's it's Joe true. Biden. They, uh, the villages, That's America's friendliest hometown. The that, that is <laughs> drunk Joe Biden singing <laughs> the villages. This is the best part. The villages. Hit that note, baby. <laughs> the villages. Well, it, and that was in honor of the fact that he couldn't make the actual convention. Mm, so it was too far. Was, was Where I attendance. get all my campaign so, funds. So... <laughs> Do I understand correctly, Bobby, that this is basically the one of the big platforms because of the libness of our state? That's right. That this is like a huge opportunity for these potential candidates That's or the, right. these candidates, a potential Dem nominee, to stand in front of like a very, in theory, friendly. Mm-hmm. We're going to maybe hear otherwise in some cases, yeah. but in theory, a cr- incredibly friendly crowd to espouse all of their progressive stupidities. This is. Um this is party platform politics. Yeah. Okay. This is not public um, disclosure. You need to be a party member, and you need to pay your dues to be a part of this. Okay. You know, events. Okay. okay? You need to actually. You know, it's not not necessarily free to the public. You do have to pay. They're quite modest fees, but you know, you can go. But if I paid those, I don't then also have to get invited. I can go. Yes. Is that right? Yes, as, absolutely. It's just a paying d- yeah. member. I can go. You okay. can go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Interesting. But you, you're not voting for any of the things. You you have to be a special member. Of course. Yeah. Okay. But I can, I can. it's like a conference. I can attend and listen. And, yeah, if you want to. Great. Yeah. If you wanted to go see one of these presidential candidates, you, yeah, you wanted to go see Can one. you imagine walking around that place and some of the people and stuff you'd see? How do they have enough charging stations for all the cars outside? <laughs> Amazing. Unbelievable. A bunch of Prius drivers in one parking lot. Oh, you'd never get out. Um, What else would you see a ton of? Man, tofu. Oh, yeah. Um, Unwashed hair. Um, What they they typically have at these (laughs) conventions are training seminars. Smell a lot of incense. Wait, wait. Trainee cinema seminars or training training. It's <laughs> an important distinction. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. at this at this convention, I don't know. You know, 
All is possible. <laughs> All is possible. Yes, they have training seminars. Okay. Um, uh, more importantly, how to run for an office kind of stuff, but oh more goodness. other things are uh, how to connect to your uh, constituents. Place. <laughs> 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 so I'm trying to be as middle of the road for those answers as I uh, possibly can. Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, welcome. You're a guest on California Podcast. Yeah, here we go. I'll be honest, and, this, and then we'll we'll get into clips, I guess. But I'll be honest. P- part of me, at some point in time, and granted, I'd have to find myself already in town because I wouldn't make a special trip, but going to this thing for a day would be like a pure entertaining experience, I think. Oh, I mean, yeah. again, I'd have to pay dues, no. which I'm not about to. No, but. I mean, you literally wouldn't. Uh, you need someone from like Steven Crowder to dress oh, up and just go yeah. and bed themselves. Oh, it's, big time. And, and just kind of record different big things. Time. You know, I would have said, you know, 30 years ago yeah. when it was far more sane. Yeah. That, yeah, you would have gone just to hear the the differencing opinions and be objectionable and be open-minded and all that right. jazz. Right. Yeah. I'm but, just talking about people watching. That's all I'd want to do. Oh, man. That alone would be pure gold. Oh, yeah. Even if you just gave me like a, a drone. <laughs> that might be the ticket. And I could just watch on Don't a You just lean back in the hotel room and kind of fly it out, yeah. you know, over. <laughs> like, look at this hippie. <laughs> there are plenty of drones over there. Tell me. Uh, it's true. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that. All right. That. We're, uh, we're going to be playing a few clips, and we're going to start with... Uh, they're not in the uh, the assembly order of people who mm. came up. Okay. Not in the timeline. Not timeline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've kind of picked and choose. Okay. And you didn't want to hear everybody because some of them were kind of copy-paste their response. The same old Trump bad. And a lot of those took like half their, their speaking time. And it's not good when you're talking about speakers in a convention where there's like a range of nut jobness. Right. Mm. Like some of these are only like a two on the nut job scale. Well, others I, are like full nut job. It, right? in, in most of these cases, I really had to try hard to find the little clip that kind of distinguished uh, them differently oh, from the rest of the speakers. Sure. So I did try. Even though you'll hear a lot of the same rhetoric, yeah. it's, I tried really it's hard. Nuanced. Yeah, it's nuanced. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's fair. That's, you're right. That's probably hard. So this is how far uh, California politics has gone. I want you to play John Hickenlooper number one. Here we go. Socialism is not the answer. I was re-elected. I was re-elected in a purple state in 2014, one of the worst years for Democrats in a quarter century. I was... You know, if we're not careful, we're going to end up helping to re-elect the worst president in American history. We should not try to tackle booed off the stage yeah for what again he, oh, it, it, the audio is kind of bad but he said he started off with socialism is bad oh that was that was the kiss of death at this conference it just that tells you though the climate oh. is oh everyone can say People keep using the word socialism, and that's not what we mean. Yeah. Uh, it is that's what exactly they mean. what they mean. Uh, no, it is. It's exactly what they, they mean. Wouldn't even, and, and then he, it's always a bad sign when the speaker gets then into defensive mode. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh. You're going to get there now. Look, really, we're going to elect this worst president in the world. You guys need to stop booing me. And I really am socialist, but I'm not. Right. But, so yeah. what can I do right now to tell you about socialism that will make you be quiet? Well, I, this is this kind of speaks to why I think uh, Joe Biden didn't bother coming. 
Okay. Mm. He's kind of part of the, you know, establishment, establishment. The, the mafia. And you know what? They're right in the fact that socialism, the word, the strategy does not work for the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Although California is mired deep with their party and they want oh, socialism. Big, big time. They want it big time. It does not play well across the rest of America. And they're going to lose because of that. That's why they don't want Bernie Sanders being their front runner. Right. They don't want all the other kooky ones who are who are touting socialism. Mm-hmm. It's a losing venture for them. Mm-hmm. So then we have follow-up of John Delaney. Talking about Medicare, right? Go for it. Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. Keeps going. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care, but it shouldn't be a kind of health care that kicks 150 million Americans off their health care. That's not smart policy. Wow. Getting booed for saying we shouldn't kick people off their health care plans. And that got boos. <laughs> I think what happens is once the momentum gets built yeah. up on the boo, yeah. it's impossible to stop. He could say, I'm going to drop a million dollars over the crowd <laughs> right now. Yeah. It, boo. But that's what they want. They want money to fall from the sky, right? But a million know. wasn't enough. They wanted no. a billion. Right. Boo. Billions exactly. and millions. Yes. Dude, these, do you think they just go backstage and take a shot? <laughs> and they're just like, dude, it's this just, crowd blows. I, it was, you know, where's the drinking game, right? Every time they say socialism, take a shot. Oh, oh my God. I'd be hammered in five game. minutes. Oh, man. This tells you how left the crowd is, though. Super like, left. He, he had a valid point. Oh, oh right. But <laughs> this was, where was this held? Uh, this San was Fran? in Frisco. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Mm. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it was at it, people that location. People would have traveled. Wasn't well, Bakersfield? They do. They do. <laughs> From Modesto? Yeah, or? Kern County? No. <laughs> uh, San Diego? No. The Riverside? The members of the Democrat Party are, are exactly that. They're members. Sure. And they're selected by their regional uh, uh, party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're called central committees, and they send delegates up to the party. Uh, the central and they make the um, policies and yeah. they make on decisions yeah. and they do all that stuff. So Victorville, the next time. Hey, hey, they have their they have their delegates too. Oh no, of course. Yeah, even in the Republican sections, they right. have their no, no, right, Democrat right, parties, right. and they send their delegates there. But the people that they're selecting are the most lefties that you've ever oh, seen before. Be. Which and is why I'm telling amazing. you, people watching would be amazing. Oh, totally. So uh, let's move on to the our next speaker. Oh boy. Um, I've actually got two clips for him. It's this, one of the front runners, and it's Pete Buttigieg, Booty Pig. He's making a, an interesting pitch for his ideas from South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> from South no, Bend, Indiana, Notre yeah. Dame, where all the uh, progressive liberal stuff comes from, as we know. Um, he's making a pitch okay. to the Democrats themselves. So, clip number three, please. But he, but he wins, wins if, if we look, look like defenders of the system. He, he wins, wins if, if we look, look like more of the same. same. He, he wins, wins if, if we, we look, look like Washington. Washington. 
And so, and so the, the riskiest, riskiest thing, thing we could do is, is try too hard, hard to play it safe. safe. This is him actually advocating to go full socialism. He's playing to the crowd. He's telling them, hey, we need to go full tilt on this because we need a different speech. Because, like I said before, Nancy Pelosi, all the establishment, mm-hmm. they know socialism doesn't work. Mm. And then the idea of it. But hell with that. We need to have our different ideas right. because really they're not, they don't have a platform, really. They do not. Other than Trump bad? Exactly. That's I it. mean, I could play clips and clips and clips of this right. from every you, single person. You who was cut there. those out, right? Like yeah. you avoided those because those were just plentiful. He almost, not his words, but his intonation, his voice, mm-hmm. almost sounds a little bit like Ted Cruz. Oh, interesting. Because you hear the Barack Obama comparisons with this guy. Oh, they say, I've never heard that. I, I've, the people, uh, people I could be told that, in that one time I heard the, click, the clip here. She's, interesting. I I'm going to listen for that in this next one because we have one more clip from him, right? Yeah, he's got another segment. He's talking about popular vote. John. Oh, boy. We, we know, know how to deliver freedom and security, provided we have a better democracy. Maybe even the democracy where we pick our president by just counting up all the votes and giving it to the person who got the most. So, is anybody else really frustrated by the fact our founders set up a constitutional republic? But but they didn't not, know what they were doing, man. Not a dem- it's twenty nineteen. They, were they all didn't have Twitter. Slave owners and okay. uh, yeah, okay. They wore wigs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to wearing wigs today. So we're they were, they were biscuity white. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think people realize how robust. No, you know what should be required reading is. I don't know why it's not, but all the Federalist Papers. Oh man, they're some of them are dry. Some of them are better than others. But you get you get a really good idea of, of like what the thought and the time intent. was and the intent. Right. Um, they're just essays, and I think it when I downloaded it for the Kindle, it was a free download on Amazon. I think it might still be a free download, but you just kind of get context outside the Constitution, you know, like the wraparound, like the Constitution was what it all, all these ideas compromised and distilled to right. And the Federalist Papers, right, are all these essays yeah, yeah, from yeah, everybody yeah, involved yeah, over time. Yeah. And you realize our problems weren't much different from what they are mm-hmm. now at mm-hmm. a at a bare yeah. bones level, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Good one. Next up is our local gal. Oh, jeez. Kamala Harris. She was actually introduced by uh, Willie Brown. No. Which makes it super oh, weird. That, that's thick with irony. <laughs> super weird. Uh, who, who, who makes that call? I don't know. That is fantastic <laughs> that Willie Brown was the one. That Willie Brown was there. there and uh, to tell you, it's very interesting to see him there. He's the big kingmaker. He oh, was running yeah. San Francisco before you even knew it. Classic. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Hey, Big Willie, what's going on over there?" Big Willie. Oh, uh, let's not uh, talk about that thirty-year difference in uh, age. Dude. Oh, it's kind of gross. That, that's not even the problem, though. The problem is just the whole relationship oh, on right. a, on a professional level. <laughs> like, air quoting. I'm, professional. I'm not one to sit here and judge people based on their age. I could care less about but the, that. But the air quotes of professionalism. Of professionalism. <laughs> yeah, right. um, sleeping your way to the top. Right. That's the part that's... Where exactly are we going to find these angels mm, to they, run society? Yeah, exactly. Us? Now, her speech was actually quite um, typical. She didn't really break her from the pack. She was very anti-Trump for like the first five whole minutes or something like that. I don't even remember. But... 
she, <laughs> she offered like nothing as far as you should vote for me because. Oh, man. Okay. So, John, if you wouldn't mind, she's talking about deregulation here. With, With this, this administration, administration, it's all about a game, game of, of distraction. distraction. This, this president has got us all talking about a wall that, that will never, never get built. built. Meanwhile, and, and I've, I've seen, seen it. it. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. Y'all sent me to the United States Senate. Y'all. So I've seen it. Meanwhile, he's quietly deregulating and deconstructing our government and our democracy. This is where I clap, right? <laughs> That's why I, I played am, it. Am I not supposed to clap there or what? what? Sorry. How is he deconstructing the government? He's just he's doing it, dude. He's doing it. <laughs> but it's true. He's doing a lot of deregulation, and it's it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now, uh, you heard that y'all? Yes. In there? Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, big where, where's time. she from? So, down south, right? Uh, She's yeah. from the deep south. <laughs> From the deep south, uh, let the me deep, see. The her, deep south, uh, Northern California. Her, uh, her <laughs> right. mother's from Jamaica. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's no, 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 no. Her father's from Jamaica. Her mother's from she grew Canada. Up? No, where did she grow up? Is what I'm saying. Mainly in Canada. Okay. Oh, so even further then, south than I then thought. Then the the uh, her mother got a job in Berkeley as a professor, and mm. then she grew up there. That sounds like the south. Yeah, yeah. So she's not really down for the struggle, unless you're talking about Willie Brown. <laughs> oh. That's yeah, yeah. But um, two hands. <laughs> we might we might get an explicit territory. Uh, might lose our clean rating on iTunes. Her male clone. Uh, oh if I can, yes. If I can, we got a couple. It. We got a couple gems from. We this got guy. a couple of them. He got kind of really interesting. Uh, is Cory Booker and the guy everybody forgot was running for president? He he kind of came out there and is kind of given a couple of whacks. So. Let's play the first, uh, first clip there. I live in an inner-city community in an incredible city called Newark, New Jersey. I am so proud that I live in a neighborhood. It's a black and brown community. I've lived there for decades. It is below the poverty line. Sorry, you're proud oh, of that? Let me, okay, let me continue. But we don't make the mistake of confusing wealth with worth. Okay. <laughs> but I love tribalism. Right. <laughs> exactly. We don't have any white people where we live. I, I love, love my community. There's I, no whiteies. I, yeah. I love I love how that's his <laughs> right. his hoorah. Exactly. I live in a neighborhood that's poor and it's all black and Hispanics. Let's not change a thing about it. Not change anything about mm-hmm. it. It makes me feel like more of a person to get down <laughs> in the trenches with all the poor people. Totally. Like that's what I take out of that. I could live somewhere else. But I choose to live with the poor people. Look how like, awesome I look am. Look how awesome I am. The guy is just a twit, oh, man. Oh, totally. <laughs> remember, remember this guy it's during so, the Kavanaugh here? Uh, anyways, yeah. Oh, that's right. where he was trying to grandstand. But oh, man. It's so incredibly uh, insulting. Big time. Beyond like, insulting. I choose to live in the ghetto. <laughs> I don't have to, but I do because I'm looking for your votes and I'm pandering. Totally true. Or he Y'all. lives with his... Uh, celebrity girlfriend right now in her New York apartment. But that's neither here or there. Yeah, he has an address in the ghetto, <laughs> yeah. but where he really resides. <laughs> yeah. Much like many of other politicians like Maxine, Maxine Waters. Yeah. Carpetbaggers. Yeah. Uh, next clip from our dear friend, Mr. Booker. But here just yesterday, we had another mass shooting in our country. Twelve Americans died. 
And we are seeing the normalization of mass murder in our country. In Las Vegas, people are slaughtered at a concert and we do nothing. In Pittsburgh, people slaughtered in a synagogue, we do nothing. Mm. He does. He neglects to mention that they're all Democrats that did this. Right, this most recent gentleman? Mm-hmm. You we- haven't heard squat oh, about that guy. Yeah, you didn't even know there was a shooting unless you happen to watch the news that day. Exactly. Doesn't fit the narrative. The previous one was a transgender uh, right. student from I don't know what. But we want to deny there's any mental health things associated with that kind of stuff. Brings right. the truth to it, though, in, in this spirit of things. Uh, there's a lot of shootings, yes, but... But there isn't. There isn't. Not mass shootings. <laughs> Statistics. Statistically, it's it's not even a hiccup. Mm-mm. And I, look, I know it sounds ugly to say that about people that lost their life in an incident, but you've got to say the same thing when it comes to plane crashes. You've got to say the same thing across the board in issues where the data is the data. I understand when a plane crashes, 100 plus people at one time perish. That doesn't mean there's still an issue with plane travel. Right. Sorry, but yeah, and we don't want to hold people responsible. We want to blame it on the machine, right? Uh, because the ultimate is, if you really want to get rid of mass shootings, the mass shootings are like the street violence in mm-hmm. Chicago, and then what you really want to ban is pistols, right? Because handguns are the biggest killer of anybody, right? So I've never, much like we always like set this like false cap of, well, let's tax people who make a million bucks. Or let's say that it only affects people that own apartment complexes that are 10 units. We picked this arbitrary, let's ban rifles. But rifles aren't the problem. Handguns are. Mm-hmm. So you got to come out and say, I want to ban handguns. Mm-hmm. But you know that's an unpopular opinion. So you pick some lesser gun, right? But oh. that's not really responsible for the issue. It's, 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 you're just trying to dance both sides. Exactly. I had another clip from our dear friend, Mr. Booker. Uh... It was fun, so I included it. It was pretty funny. In my neighborhood, kids in some of our schools drink out of bottled water because there are millions of children in this nation that have twice the blood level in their blood than Flint, Michigan. Twice the blood level. Double blood. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. (laughs) Thank you. I learned something new today. Thank the you, blood Corey. levels. Thank you, Corey Booker. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Dropping the Why does he always sound so angry when he talks? He's got those crazy eyes. <laughs> he does. He's got like those great white sharks. He's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I'm going to eat you. Uh, they drink out of, I drink out of bottled water. Is, if so maybe your community is not as poor as you think they are, Corey. If he's <laughs> complaining about the problems in his own state oh, where he <clears throat> lives amongst the community, fix that first. Run for president afterwards. Come on. No, no, but to fix it, I need to stop orange man bad. It's the same thing we talk about with Biden. You've been in government since the 70s, and you complain (laughs) about how broken it is. You haven't done anything in those decades. Right. What have you done? Right. Nothing. You stink. Yeah. You're you're terrible at your job. You're horrible at your job. But if I get to the... You've been in Congress the entire time (laughs) where the decisions are actually made. Not at the presidential level. The congressional level is First where... strings. Everything. Is where everything Laws. gets made. Crazy. 
I'm going to get a little out of sequence here, John. Hopefully you can That's help fine. me out here. Uh, I'm going to play, uh, she's not running for president, thank God, uh, London Breed. Uh, ah, here she is. Go for it. Our job is to believe again, to believe in an America that is decent and united of unalienable rights, to believe in America that looks like California. Yes, Democrats, the future is blue. The future is California. But only, but only if we get out there and fight for it. Hooray, the, so future the future is blue. The future is a bunch of Smurfs. How much the United States is like, we don't want a future like California. Dude. Right. Where there's homeless everywhere. Uh, streets like London's own town uh-huh. of San Francisco, you got to walk around the feces. Where they like is that is that the example London is giving us? Is That's the example. San Francisco, where California. They, I'm sorry, California. Mm, yeah, they, but but you but throw no, but in Los Angeles in there too. No, no. What I'm saying though is she's obviously believes that she runs a picture perfect version of oh, what she's oh right looking for right. Uh, to just to copy paste, copy paste. All we need is one party, and we'll. Solve all our problems, but that's the irony. They have it here, right? And this is that's what we exactly, got. Exactly, they have a microcosm of what they desire in D.C. And we live in a hellhole. Welcome to California. Yeah. So I wanted to play that one, just kind of no, yeah. out of tee it up. Yeah, it's a Golden State. Change it up a little bit. We're the Golden because State. Here comes John's favorite candidate. Oh, I love this guy. Here he comes. The burn. A president who is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, and a religious bigot. That's it. Took a while. Together we are going to defeat a president who has the most corrupt administration in history. You can't see it, but I'm waving my hands. And a president who knows nothing about real American values. That's socialism? <laughs> American values. God, Tell socialism. me more, comrade. God, socialism. Oh, my God. Uh, the double talk that comes out of these oh people is goodness. disgusting. Uh, it, it, a lot of the speeches were exactly like that, but Bernie just drones on i don't know what appeals but people find appealing about this gentleman he's, uh, just, he's just like the kooky lovable crazy uncle that comes to thanksgiving how's you know? he a homophobe <laughs> didn't the guy just like celebrate lgbt yeah. uh <laughs> Twitter posts doesn't matter it, it, label it, whatever you want and 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 then uh the most corrupt administration ever which we've found no evidence of <laughs> and <laughs> We're not even talking about things that happened with Obama and Benghazi and everything else. And Amazing. Fast and Furious. Fast and furious. And yeah. Like, Amazing. come on, man. I don't, I don't know where to go from there. But uh, then Bernie Sanders was talking about energy and excitement. So let me be as clear as I can be. In my view, we will not defeat Donald Trump unless we bring excitement and energy into the campaign. Because that's what Bernie Sanders is known for. Energy. Excitement <laughs> and energy. With the, with the white hair that's kind of all kind of ruffled and scruffy. How do you have, after ripping off millions of people in the last election mm. and shilling for Hillary, oh. 
How do you have the balls to come back out and ask for more money? It's a great question. You literally got punked <laughs> totally true. into giving up your campaign for the loser. <laughs> he got a house out of it. He got millions of dollars up till the day before he he knew he was going to bow out. It wasn't like he just had a rally the previous week. Mm. It wasn't a sudden, oh, yeah, tomorrow I think I'm going to The light decide. switch. Uh, yeah. You got bullied by the mafia. Why yeah. would anybody continue to give you money? But look at Bernie supporters. Corruption. I mean, you can tell a Bernie supporter. They're like a different kind of oh, yeah. take your money oh, crazy. Yeah. They, they Whenever, look like they're hungry. They, they <laughs> are because they don't have a job and stuff. Whenever you see the bumper sticker on the oh, car, yeah. it all squares when you see the car and the person driving. It never yeah. takes you by surprise. No, it's some yeah. beat up. <laughs> the person or, or driving some kind of like, I, hybrid. I've you never are for sure of a, right. a Bernie. I've never seen a Bernie sticker on a Harley Davidson. Right? No. Yeah. Or, or like just a, a truck. <laughs> I know. Right? Like a Ford. No one's driving a, a Power Stroke <laughs> or, like, or a Duramax or with a like Bernie a, sticker. Or even like a Maxima, like a yeah. standard sedan. None of those cars have Bernie stickers. Yeah, it's a specific type. It's either a jalopy, <laughs> right? And she's usually got like the tolerance sticker. <laughs> and right. I'm with her. And some other stuff. H forward. H forward. Uh, or it's like it's it's like some kind of hybrid, like a Prius. Oh, big kind of thing, big time. Um, but just so everybody knows, uh, everybody had uh, all the speakers had seven minutes to deliver their speech, so they were real nice oh, yeah. and real compressed. So five compressed. and a half minutes of stupid it, Trump time. It literally then, was. I'm not even. And then yeah. a minute and a half of their own. New so here's thing. something that he offered up for himself. Here we go. We have got to make it clear that when this country drifts toward oligarchy, there is no middle ground. Large, profitable corporations like Amazon will pay their fair share of taxes. He's picking a fight with Amazon. The old Bezos. They do pay their fair share. They just choose to reinvest it all in the company. Yep. There's just a... uh, a lack of totally. understanding how corporate accounting and carryovers work. Totally. People think, oh, they made a billion dollars. They should pay a billion dollars in the tax. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. It sounds good, which is the most important part. And all those people in the audience mm-hmm. were cheering their heads off. They loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. He was the one person that didn't get a boo. He was probably why most people were there. Sure. Because I... Well... I feel like there's not a whole lot of middle ground. You either like a Bernie or you like an Uncle Joe. Everyone else is kind of the same shade of blue, I guess. You know, it's it's really hard to get a real grasp on it because we've seen the polling and we go, here's this Pete Booty Pig, and mm-hmm. he he didn't excite me at all. You know, and I was I was trying to look at it from a politician standpoint, you know, you're looking at it and go, is he firing on all cylinders? Is he hitting all his talking points? Is he getting the crowd excited or, or she, and the, the real politician in here that day was Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to play a clip from her later, mm-hmm. but you'll see the difference of how she managed to really get the crowd going and she's like pulling at like 1% or something like so she's like not even in the race but she she's actually offering up some tidbits on her uh, on her end um 
I'm going to switch gears. And we have a uh, candidate who's actually running for president of Mexico. Mm. And mm-hmm. he actually started his speech by addressing the crowd in Spanish, in which the crowd kind of went, I don't know what you said, really? but it sounded good. That's funny. I wish I had kept it, but it, it, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, Robert Francis O'Rourke, not Beto. Beto? Not Beto. <laughs> Robert. Uh, addressed the crowd, and it took him about uh, the rest of his speech to get to an actual point, even though he was very energetic. Please. As president, I will sign into law a new voting rights act so that every single one of us is counted and every voice is heard. Same day, automatic voter registration and no more gerrymandering. The people, not the members of the Congress, choose their districts and who will represent them. Mm. He laid down a lot of stuff here, and I want to kind of walk it backwards here. What he is proposing is that everybody in the district where you can vote should be allowed to vote, meaning anybody who is here, illegal, citizen, vacationers, whatever, everybody gets to vote. That's his position. He just laid it down there for you. He wants same-day registration which we have found to be a complete nightmare because these uh, boards who have to deal with it, it's not so easy for them. It, if they had at least two days, they could probably get it done. But it becomes a legislative nightmare when you're out there, when you're out there actually trying to do it. There was a great video during the elections. Mm, it was probably after the elections. I think Judicial Watch did it. But they had somebody embedded in Beto's campaign uh, during the midterms. That's what it was. And you saw how they were actually financing yep. people in the caravan. Yep. And they were going and spending campaign money on it. They were, it, it wasn't in a lot of like, yeah, we're not supposed to do this, but we do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were sending cases of water and using campaign funds to buy stuff and, and basically put it in a big van and take it down to the border and, so it totally makes sense and aligns with what he's saying. Exactly. And just in case you think I was kidding, here comes his second clip. We, we start, start with more than 9 million legal permanent, permanent residents. Make sure, sure that we waive their fees for citizenship, send them already filled out application forms, and make them U.S. citizens as soon as humanly possible. And more the 11 million of our fellow Americans undocumented, working some of the toughest jobs in this country that no one born in this country is willing to work right now, we bring them out of the shadows, we begin with the dreamers, never again fearing deportation to a country they do not know because we make them U.S. citizens in this, their true home country. Wow. I, I just have to believe these people don't understand how finite resources work. Like, we just sign up everybody and come on in. Mm. There's just unlimited pots of everything. I have always talked about this. You know, I'm Mexican-American, Latino, whatever you want to You're a dreamer. What well, a dreamer, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we cannot be 
the refugee camp of the world. Because the reality of it is there are a billion people in South America who would love to just come here and change the way that they're living because they feel that simply just living here would change their outlook on life. Not only that, but there's a billion people in Asia, billion people in Africa who all feel the same way, that they could just come here and everything will be well. We would just become the refugee capital of the world. I don't know how we would do all, all this. And we have to have rules. We have to have limitations. And we have pretty good rules. They could be better, but we actually let in quite a few people legally into this country, far more than any other country. I think what's really interesting is when you hear Bernie talk about avoiding the oligarchy, right, which is ruled by a small group of people. Right. In your scenario, Bobby, that's exactly what you get because you get a lot of really, really poor people and you get these really rich people, the small group of people controlling everything Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be in the refugee camp. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in the tower. That's right. Right. And all of us get stuck in the refugee camp. But they just believe that they are the benevolent ones that belong in that tower. And to Jordan Peterson's point, well, even if you are that benevolent, you're murdered in two months. And right. now someone else has taken your place. Right. Even if you are perfect and you have the best intentions ever, right. somebody will kill you. Right. Or if you just live and die of natural causes, right. the next person will not be as right. soft as you are. Right. But you, you create an oligarchy by that. Because you just, you, these people aren't poor. Bernie Sanders is not poor. Cory Booker, just because he has residency in the ghetto, is not poor. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is not poor. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren, not poor. Mm-hmm. These people aren't normal people. No, they're not in the median. Except for Budiage, yeah. who's just a small town mayor. Uh, outside of that, right. all these people have way more money than all of us. So I get tired of hearing the oligarchy BS because mm-hmm. they are part of the small group of people. Mm-hmm. Bernie's got, what, four homes? I thought it was three, but eh, I could be wrong. <laughs> He's got more than one. Yes. And he doesn't live in just like a 3-2 yeah. in Calabasas, right? He, he, lives in he like, probably has more. It's some cousin somewhere has something. I don't know what. It's in his kids' names. Uh, speaking about Elizabeth Warren, ring us up for... Oh, 120, 1024th lady. When I leave the Democratic Party, we will be a party of moral clarity, a party of courage, a party with backbone, a party that says we're the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. So, yes, we can afford Medicare for all and agree with you. But we can't. We can't afford it for all. Uh, I was talking earlier about, you know, she was hitting all the strong points. They were cheering her on like you wouldn't believe. Really? that You heard the applause. She yeah. was hitting every single note, every single thing that they wanted. Medicare for all. Interesting. Uh, F Trump. Do this, do that. She was hitting them all. And at the same time, she was also going, when I lead, when I'm doing it, you need to vote for me. Interesting. So that's one thing that many of the other candidates didn't even do. Court, most of these candidates are like, oh, God, uh, 
we need to stop Trump somehow, some way. And right. That's all they had. You know, right. Elizabeth Warren. She was really, leading a charge. Yeah, she was leading a charge. Uh, she's probably going to be a thorn in the side for many, many a year. Mm. Good. Um, uh, Eric Swalwell decided to uh, reiterate and exactly what she was saying. Now, yes, we have our problems. Our, our housing, housing crisis, crisis, violence in our, our cities, cities, racial injustice, injustice inequality in our schools. But, but we, we come up in these problems creatively and compassionately and vote at the House for the Democrat in the White House and you will have that spirit all across America. Some crappy quality. It was yeah. some crappy quality, and I don't blame them for trying to hide this. I really had to try to find <laughs> this uh, this, this clip, this and guy. this came off of like somebody's Facebook feed or something <laughs> like that. And what he said is, "Sure, we have homelessness and unemployment records, and and he just laundry listed everything we talk about on this show, but we're gonna." We're going to come at it creatively. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. And we're going to spread the wealth of California all over the land. Yeah, that's not going to work, dude. Not going to work. And they were cheering that. They're like, I know Because they don't know what they're cheering. Oh. Okay. One last clip. Just to kind of bring it all together. <laughs> bring it all together. And this goes back to my whole mafia bit. And you'll understand why after we play it. Go ahead. I just want to do this. I was asked to organize in 2019. It's vital to get it during 2020. We must win this year. We need to lock in our 2020 win by this November. So people won't even think of running against our Democratic majority. Okay. I know the audio was bad. But what she said is, we need to lock in our candidates by this November, 2019. The election's in 2020. She wants the candidates to be vetted and selected by those members of the Democrat Party who she's talking to Mm -hmm. before the primary in February. Okay? She doesn't want any... uh, Issues with the battling because remember, Democrats don't actually like the two parties, um, the jungle primary uh, status we have. Okay, they don't like that system uh, because what ended up happening is you have two Democrats fighting for the same prize. Right. So you're just wasting money on a phony baloney uh, race. So what their strategy here is to select their candidate in November, get it done and squash anybody who tries to run under the Democrat name without the endorsement. They will force them out so that they they run one candidate because they know they can save a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. They can use all the volunteers, either sending text messages or calling or social media, whatever, get them on a bus, get them on a plane, send them, door knocking somewhere else where they can start taking more Republican seats. They don't want to waste time in California. They have realized that they have won. Now the real socialism begins. The party selects your candidate and 
Nothing is going to stand in their way. True communist style approach. Okay? You will select the one candidate we have selected. That's it. She just said it right in front of everybody. I know it was a little distorted, but she said it. She's looking at right here, right now. It should be written in blood. Mm. Well, play it one more time now that people have it in their ears. I, 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 I just cautioned this. I grasped organizing in 2019 is vital to victory in 2020. We must win this year. We need to lock in our 2020 win by this November so people won't even think of running against our Democratic majority. There it is. Real clear. Interesting. Now that I laid it down, it makes exact sense, right? Totally. Interesting. It's good analysis. That's a hot take from California. That's a hot take. I guarantee you, you didn't hear that clip anywhere else. Right there. Boom. Right there. Nancy Pelosi, if you've forgotten, she actually used to be the chairman of the Democrat Party when she was younger. So the whole Democrat one-party rule, that's her baby. This is is what we grew up with because of Nancy Pelosi. She's, Mm. She's good. Don't don't under underestimate her, okay? She's good. Despite the whole fact she's got plastic surgery, popping her eyes out, she mumbles through most of her speeches. She's drunk a lot. Man, believe me. Believe me. She's really good at what she does. And she and she's got California to prove it. Okay? She's coming after the entire nation. And you should be scared. You should take that clip and you need to spread it to everybody. Mm. If you're listening to this clip right now, you need to tell your friends. They need to download this episode in particular because they didn't hear it on the national news. Okay? Nobody's heard this. None of the national news has heard this. They're not going to pick it up. They're not going to play it. Of course not because they just told the line. Yeah. You should be afraid. should be very afraid. All right. Are we, I gave you a ding. Thank you. Oh, God. Uh, Where are we play at, the game, Showmaster? Man. Let's play the game. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, that was a clip-heavy episode. Okay, gentlemen, uh, you guys can Rochambeau for the question right, of pro versus con. Uh, I'm going to ask the these first two one. gentlemen... Um, to take position either pro or against. Ah, I want and the I'm going to read it for loose, you guys. Okay. I'm first up. All right. You get to decide on what's going to happen here. Of I get to pick my side. Okay, so the question, and I'm going to lay down some backstory here. Uh, millimeter wave spectrum will deliver the fastest version of 5G mm-hmm. services, and after six months of semi-secretive auctions, the Federal Communications Commission has finally announced the winners of 28 gigahertz and 24 gigahertz U.S. spectrum. The commission raised over $2.7 billion across the auctions, and the winners were mostly major players in the telecom industry. AT&T bid over $982 million for 831 uh, 24 gigahertz licenses. T-Mobile bid $803 million for 1,346 24 gigahertz licenses. And Verizon bid $505 million for 1,066 28 gigahertz licenses. So the question is, should the FCC auction off mm. Spectrum? Who should get it? 
who should how do we make things fair for all competitors like, this is dumb I don't know uh, yeah. let's see yeah I'm going to make this hard on John I'm going to say auction it off highest bidder free market let it dictate you get to bid on the band and spectrum you want it comes out to whatever the total fee is and in that we've got we've got however we're going to dole that out um i don't know if i have any more to say on that like that is <laughs> highest bidder wins okay take it all we're uh we're auctioning off a fictitious thing mind you yes okay I mean, so basically, if you're not doing a model of an auction, I guess I could see actually a model for a rent, right? So setting aside the fact that we're saying that the government owns this thing that's that's Spectrum, in which case it there could be interference if it didn't in terms of people trying to use the same spot. But so let's they own it. What about a model where that I would argue with where they give it to companies that can then that they're required to rent it from the government. As long as that rentability is transferred, it can be transferred to another telecom, transferred to a private entity. As long as there's mobility to it, I don't see what the problem is, especially if, if you think of it like a um, uh, like subleasing a property that you own that someone rents and then you rent it to another renter. If you can have, if you can leave those mechanisms open for the renting of it, I'm not sure you have to auction it off to begin with. I'm not sure you have to. The government has to totally exit it um, by the selling of it and having it removed from their ownership. That's a ding there for you. Very interesting stuff. Mm. Uh, what we used to do is we used to actually just have a an open lottery, ah, and okay. you just have to apply. Okay. Pull uh, out however, you, yeah. the problem is is that if you were an unqualified um, mm. lottery risk taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could end like Louie might might want to join in this, uh, and he might actually win. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I only joined because I could, and now right. I don't actually have mm-hmm. any telecommunication to fulfill this license." So you just wasted everybody's time. Mm. Yeah, so that's why they went to this auction, and we make mm. money. We made two point seven billion dollars that goes into the kitty. Mm, yeah, excellent. It'll be used for highly productive purposes. Of course, more social programs. So you learned something on what the FCC did just past weekend. Awesome. Another episode down. That is episode fifty. That's a big episode. That is, man, we're almost at our year anniversary. Next month, July is our year. And uh, share this episode. A lot of good clips. If you don't know your Democratic candidates. You kind of get to know them in this episode. And uh, find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, our website, calistreaming.com, C-A-L-I-Streaming.com, the Facebook, and uh, Bobby, what is the plan this week? I am pleading for everyone to share this episode, share our, our little program here, because we need to burn it all down.